KBGG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. Happy Monday at 13 before the hour. First light headlines. China's Commerce Ministry says it will take, quote, all necessary measures in response to new U.S. restrictions on Chinese tech giant Huawei's ability to use American technology, calling the measures an abuse of state power and a violation of market principles. Police and fire investigators have launched a criminal probe into the cause of an explosion at a hash oil manufacturer in Los Angeles that injured a dozen firefighters. They're trying to determine what might have sparked the blast that shot a ball of flames out of the downtown building Saturday and sent crews running for their lives. Eight firefighters remain hospitalized, two in critical condition, although are expected to survive. The U.S. government agency that processes citizenship applications and work visas is running out of money because of the pandemic. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services says it needs to raise its fees and receive emergency funding from Congress to stay afloat. Monday Sports, NASCAR in Darlington, the first actual race since the coronavirus shutdown in March. Kevin Harvick was the winner, his 50th career cup victory. Golf also back on TV, Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf in a skins game to raise money for charities. Soccer, Germany's Bundesliga opened up over the weekend. Baseball, the June amateur draft will be a remote affair like last month's NFL draft, June 10th and 11th. College football, Talia Tonga-Vailoa, younger brother of Tua, transfers from Alabama to Maryland, and the 145th Preakness has been rescheduled for October 3rd. I'm Robert Workman. Thank you, Robert. AccuWeather meteorologist Matt Benz is busy looking for an umbrella even as he prepares this look around the country. Unsettled weather continues across the nation's midsection for today. Heavy rainfall possible for places like Detroit, southward through the Ohio River Valley. For Detroit today, breezy, heavy rain and thunderstorms. That could produce some flash flooding as well as damaging winds. High temperature today up to 66 degrees. Down in Nashville, kind of the same story here. Morning showers and possibly a thunderstorm, which could produce some heavy rainfall. High temperature today up to 74 degrees. Heading east, Raleigh. Could deal with uh, rather cloudy skies. A bit of rain from Tropical Storm Arthur. Be a little bit breezy there, especially into this afternoon. And then heading west, Dallas-Fort Worth for today. A little bit more quiet weather. Warm, a high of 88 degrees with sunshine. And uh, active on the west coast for today, San Francisco. Some showers and even a thunderstorm for this afternoon with a high of 67. Thank you, Matt. 11 before the hour on First Light. And a new report from Bankrate.com caught my eye on how we're handling our money. So, of course, we turn to our friend, Bankrate analyst Ted Rossman. So, Ted, people want the convenience and safety of having food delivered, but some of us feel uncomfortable with that, apparently. I thought this was really interesting. We found that among all U.S. adults, 49% said having food delivered stimulates the economy and keeps people employed. But 26% said they feel bad asking other people to potentially put their health at risk to prepare and deliver that food. And what I think is even more interesting is if we take it a level deeper and we look at people who actually did have groceries delivered, even more of them feel bad. 32% of that group feels bad. 59% side with, oh, it helped the economy. And so about a third of people who are getting groceries delivered feel bad about it, but they're doing it anyway. But what's also interesting is that three quarters of Americans are still venturing out to the grocery store. I think some of that is because there's a lot of problems with online grocery delivery. About eight in 10 people reported some kind of issue there. We've tried that and have not been satisfied with it. They have given us produce I would not normally go near. We get a lot of things uh, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock, and yet if you go to the store they just came from, it's on the shelves. In terms of people going into the stores, are they, uh, I guess, happier that uh, the stores are now really cracking down on social distancing, which they didn't seem to be doing in the early first couple of weeks? 
I think that's a big deal. I think people like the control of being able to pick out what they want. When people complain about online grocery delivery, they're typically talking about items out of stock. That was the biggest complaint, followed by being unable to schedule a delivery, high service fees, late deliveries, uh, food lacking quality and freshness. These were some of the other common complaints we heard. While I love the idea of online grocery delivery and a lot of people are are gravitating to it, in fact, maybe too many because it's so hard to get the slot, Uh, but I think all these shortages factor into it. I know when I shop, a lot of times I have to reconfigure on the fly. So even if I go in with an idea that, like, I'm going to make this chicken casserole this week, if the store doesn't have chicken, then I need to reconfigure my whole meal plan because I don't need those other casserole ingredients, but let me pivot to what else I can make. This is a common complaint that people have, and I think it's one of the real pain points out there. Now, Ted, you, you mentioned some people, you know, that a lot of folks are concerned about high delivery fees, and yet I'm wondering how that affects tipping. People are definitely being generous with tipping. We found that 62% of people who've gotten food delivered have tipped more than usual. That includes 21% who said much more. Only 6% tipped less. So kudos to America there. I mean, they're definitely rewarding these hardworking people who are taking some risks and working hard to get this food on their table. You know, that's a good thing because there's a lot of people struggling right now. And I know these companies are growing. Companies like Instacart are hiring. And, you know, there's just so many people out of work that um, this is definitely an area of the gig economy to watch. Bank rate analyst Ted Rossman is with us on First Light this morning. During this time, uh, apparently we are using our credit cards more than usual. There's been a 70% surge in credit card usage over the last four months at grocery stores. And I just want to clarify, I don't necessarily mean people are buying 70% more stuff. They're probably buying about 30% more stuff. What's up 70% is the market share of credit. So they're using debit a lot less, they're using cash a lot less, and they're using credit a lot more. And that to me suggests that people don't have the funds. Because up until last December, three quarters of grocery spending was either cash or debit. And now all of a sudden, the primary method is credit. So I think, sadly, it shows that a lot of people don't have the money on hand. They need to finance it on credit. It shows that maybe the stimulus payments and some of the expanded unemployment, it's starting to run out for some people. Now shopper behavior is becoming more price sensitive. And in the past couple weeks, there's been an uptick in recessionary kind of spending behaviors like going to the dollar store more or stocking up on frozen foods and store brands. So does this mean at some point uh, later in this year, we will be having a conversation about how the credit card companies are dealing with all this brand new debt? There's definitely a feeling in the industry that delinquencies and defaults may have been delayed but not avoided entirely. So the government definitely helped with those stimulus payments and with unemployment benefits. But I think this shows that people didn't come in with a lot of savings. And now that unemployment has spiked so much, there's definitely a worry in the card industry that they might not get paid back. They remember the financial crisis when at its peak, more than 10% of credit card bills went completely unpaid. They're definitely worried we could be headed there again. They've initially been generous with hardship programs, but I don't think that can last too much longer. So usually when a, when an industry has trouble like that, getting cash in uh, or somehow their costs rise, they, they pass costs on to the consumers. Now, does that happen with credit cards, that the, that the people who uh, aren't delinquent will somehow end up paying higher fees or rates or anything? 
Credit card rates, at least on existing balances, are tied in with the prime rate and what the Fed's doing with the federal funds rate. So credit card rates have actually fallen to about a three-year low. The current average is around 16%, although 16% is still quite high. I mean, I would definitely advise avoiding that if you can. I think that they may pull some other fee levers. Like, for instance, we've already seen annual fees going up the last few years. I think that could become even more of a thing. Although, you know, there's two sides to everything. And the card companies are struggling not just with people perhaps not paying them back, but also spending is down, travel is way down. That's been a big calling card for the industry. And, and that's how they justify a lot of these annual fees. So something's got to give. Um, this is why banks and credit card companies have been hit harder on Wall Street than a lot of other industries. Ted Rossman, uh, Bankrate.com analyst. As always, we appreciate your bringing this information to us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That takes us to four minutes before the hour. We'll take a break and then there's more First Light. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one -on -one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month, but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. The Community Food Bank of New Jersey is the state's largest anti-hunger, anti-poverty nonprofit. And in this time of escalating need, we are there. We are there for the families that need us now more than ever. We are there for the senior citizens who are at risk. We are there for the newly unemployed who don't know where their next meal is coming from. We are there for our food pantry and soup kitchen partners who rely on us to give them the food they need. The Community Food Bank of New Jersey. In this crisis, and as always, we are there. Go to cfbnj.org now to donate. Hey, what are we up to these days? Not much. Uh, swimming? Walky shoulder. And afraid of jellyfish now. Tell me we still golf. Not even mini golf. Well, what do we do? We are pretty darn good at sitting. Don't be the old you. Be the old you. With the Rothman approach to orthopedics, you can be what you were. Book your same-day appointment at rothmanortho.com. Official partner of the Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Fusion, and you. 132. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Less than two minutes to the top of the hour now, and if you've just pulled into the parking lot because you've got to be at work in about 90 seconds, then you might have noticed that as you dusted off the car and got it back on the road this week, that gas prices are going up as America opens up. There's been a gasoline market reversal after declining for nine weeks straight. The price of gasoline is up in the past three weeks by a nickel. The new average price is $1.97. That's industry analyst Trilby Lundberg, who tells us there's quite a range of prices for a gallon of regular. Honolulu was the high in this panel, 310 for regular grade, and the low is Tulsa at $1.40.
Here are a few in between. Albuquerque is 164. Salt Lake City is 199. Boston is 208 for regular. And Portland, Oregon is 248. And that's it for Monday's First Light. Thanks to producer David Ozeal. I'm Michael Toscano, and we will be back here tomorrow morning. Hope you're with us. See you then. At NJM Insurance, we know that everyone's a little different. But no matter what you do, where you live, or what you drive, NJM will be right there with you, making sure that you've got the home and auto coverage that's right for you. For over 100 years, NJM has been providing outstanding coverage and award-winning customer service to people just like you. And with NJM, you'll have the confidence of knowing you've got the right amount of insurance for all of your individual needs. This isn't just insurance. It's NJM. HardRockCasino.com saw its largest jackpot winner earn over $230,000 on a single $5 bet. This online casino winner was playing the progressive slot Divine Fortune online at HardRockCasino.com to pass the time. This comes after another Hard Rock Online Casino customer won over $226,000 on Locket Lake. Try your luck now at HardRockCasino.com. Open your secure account today for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 and get 50 free spins. Offer valid for new verified players only in the state of New Jersey. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. The coronavirus is not the only health factor in reopening states. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. There is a real a very real health consequence to these shutdowns that must be balanced against as we, as we try to reopen this economy and move forward. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar told CBS Face the Nation there have been mental health issues and reductions in cancer screenings, child vaccinations, and cardiac procedures. This as more restrictions get lifted this week in more than a dozen states. Florida will allow gyms and libraries to reopen today. The World Health Organization is starting a virtual version of its World Health Assembly done by video conference this year because of the coronavirus. And China's handling of the outbreak is a big issue. Europe is a mess. That's why. Look at look at these countries. Russia's having a hard time. President Trump on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures. More than 120 countries support a resolution calling for an investigation. Meanwhile, Italy which for a time had the most coronavirus deaths until the U.S. and Britain surpassed it, is reopening a lot of places today. Fox's Simon Owen has this live. Dave, Italy allowing shops, hairdressers and cafes to reopen after nearly 10 weeks. Churches can hold public masses and friends can meet up again. Although social distancing rules are in place, restaurants can operate but tables must be six feet apart. Italy counting almost 32,000 coronavirus deaths, but the outbreak appears to have slowed and amid dire economic forecasts, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte saying he's taking a calculated risk in relaxing the restrictions. Dave? Simon, Greece has reopened ancient sites and high schools. Kids also back in school today in Belgium with social distancing. NASCAR is back on track. The pace car is in. Green flag. NASCAR is back. It was the first race in more than two months, and Kevin Harvick drove away the winner at Darlington on Fox Sports, but he had no crowd to wave to. No fans were in the stands. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? 
No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WBG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. As Tropical Storm Arthur passes about 250 miles south-southeast of New Jersey tonight, we're facing increased cloud cover, a strong onshore breeze, and cool temperatures today, maybe even a shower or sprinkle along the coast this afternoon. High temperature today only around 60 degrees. Continuing shower chance tonight with lots of clouds and a low of 52. And then tomorrow gets windy with gusts to 40 miles an hour. Coastal flooding also a concern. Partly sunny and 60 tomorrow, 58 with a chance of showers and drizzle on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Attention salute. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Four minutes past the hour. Good Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend, and uh, welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. What a weekend. Oh, my gosh. I, I said to Margie last night, uh, I needed a relaxing Sunday and didn't get it. Not only didn't did I not get it, I got the exact opposite. A little bit before 12 midnight on Saturday, I received uh, direct word from someone about something that was going on, and I saw it at 1 o'clock in the morning. I just happened to wake up for a little bit, and then there was a a notice to um, give someone a phone call if I could by the next day, which now was Sunday, and uh, I did it. And then it wound up being my entire day, my entire evening, and all the way up until about 12 midnight last night. And your boy gets up at 2.15 at the latest, 2 o'clock typically, and sometimes I'll just hang out for a little bit until a little bit after that. What a weekend. Going to need today and tonight to recover from it. We're going to hold all of that until 8 o'clock, so you'll just have to stick around or come back uh, because we have a major report at 8 o'clock that we're going to share with you. I want to open with this. President Obama, former President Obama, did something very inappropriate. I don't think you should ever do this when you're either doing a graduation speech I'm a I'm a big opponent of the people that do this, and more and more of them are doing it. 
at commencement exercises and things like that. Uh, It was inappropriate, a low-life move, but then you just have to consider the source. And I am so sick and tired of the Democrat media trying to make Obama like he's elegant and appropriate and always proper and cooler than the other side of the pillow. And I'm just so sick of it. He said, among many other things, when he was giving a graduation speech, quote, more than anything, this pandemic has fully, finally torn back the curtain on the idea that so many of the folks in charge know what they're doing. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Why would you say that? We're dealing with a life and death pandemic probably by the Liberal Democrats, overblown, but nonetheless very serious. Why would you do that? You have this opportunity to speak to high school seniors in a special that was put together because they're being cheated out of their graduation exercises and senior proms and final year of uh, sports eligibility in high school and all these things that are heartbreaking. And Obama should be doing an uplifting message. But they can't help themselves because they're political slime balls. And no matter what the occasion, they will exploit it for what they perceive as their political benefit. Obama continued to say that he was panning the so-called, quote, grown-ups including some with fancy titles and important jobs who do, quote, what feels good, what's convenient, what's easy, which, quote, is why things are so screwed up, end quote. Who is doing anything easy? President Trump has worked harder in the last couple of months than Obama did in eight years. Remember, Obama never even really had a real job. This guy that showed up late every day, Slept in. I'll tell you, he used to aggravate the heck out of me. This unworthy idiot. Sleeping in. Easy peasy. 500 and some thousand a year, whatever the president gets now. Took every penny of it, of course. Came in with nothing and now is on his way to being a billionaire. You watch. We'll be here to tell you when Barack and Michelle Obama are billionaires. And then you just have to say, well... How'd that happen? What did they have to offer? These seven-figure advances that come their way, Netflix deals. What, what do they really have to offer except trading on a public position? What do they have? But the system is rigged this way. It's how they play the game. And then, of course, he divided. Let's be honest, quote, a disease like this just spotlights the underlying inequities, inequalities, and extra burdens that black communities have historically had to deal with in this country. We see it in the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on our communities, just as we see it when a black man goes for a jog and some folks feel like they can stop and question and shoot him if he doesn't submit to their questioning. This is a race baiter of the lowest order, a complete 
all that he knows to do. If you think about it, think about Obama's participation in everything since you ever heard of this guy. It is always community agitation. Because that's what happens is when someone, and I call him the thin man, not not speaking about his physical build, but he's the thin man. No experience, no substance, no qualifications, never worked a job, never signed the front of a paycheck, doesn't get it, doesn't know how free markets work. Like his father, hated America, hated England, hate Israel. Just, you don't have to believe me. I'm speaking the truth. Go look into these things and tell me one thing I've said that's not true. And because what the typical thin man does that is no substance, that has no background, has no real experience, they always fall back on one-note Johnny, one-trick pony. Like, like a player that has one move. And once you figure out that one move, you shut them down because they got nothing else. That's why Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, and you take your pick. All the greats, they don't have just one move. They can go left, they can go right. They can make a move like they're going to the basket and stop and pop and hit a jumper. Then they can look like they're going to shoot and then they take off. And the next thing you know, they're, they're, they're dunking the basketball. You just can't cover them because they have so many moves. Obama's got one move. Community agitator. Race baiter. Divider. He was the divider in chief. He divided Americans every way you possibly could. He divided America by income, by age, by sex, by ethnicity, by race, every way that you could divide a country. And then these jackasses blame President Trump, who created the greatest economy and the most jobs ever created for blacks, for whites, Hispanics, you name it, men, women, every demographic. But yet they call him a divider. When everything they do is divisive. And I'm telling you why he's coming out of the, um, the woodwork these days. Because he is starting to be exposed. We've got him. We've got the goods. Obama, remember, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page. POTUS wants to be updated with everything that we learn. Obama was not only involved in all of this filth that went on. How many years ago did I tell you that when Obama did something that never had been done before, all this crazy opening up and sharing of all this confidential stuff between all kinds of agencies, because Obama dropped a stink bomb and ran out of the building. When Trump won the election, they were in big trouble. So what did they do? 
they had the Democrat media in their corner. They invented an entire scam that Trump colluded with Russia. And they unmasked. They didn't just unmask Flynn. Wait till it all comes out. And you see how many people in the Trump orbit were unmasked. It's all going to come out. Some of it's already come out. They knew what they did. And they were like, "Uh uh-oh. This didn't go the way that we thought. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll just blame Trump for what we did. Remember, and I have all the quotes. You want to hear some of them? Let me give you some of the greatest hits. James Clapper to the House Intelligence Committee, July 17, 2017. Now think about how many things James Clapper said from that date on when he wasn't under oath. But when he was under oath, he said, quote, I never saw any direct empirical evidence that the Trump campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with the Russians to meddle with the elections. Okay? That's what he said under oath. Samantha Power, quote, I am not in possession of anything. I am not in possession and didn't read or absorb information that came from outside the intelligence community. It's all broken. I am not. It's all scared people that are under oath and worried, "Uh uh-oh, if I say one wrong thing, look out. Susan Rice, quote, to the best of my recollection, there wasn't anything smoking, but there were some things that gave me pause. I don't recall intelligence that I would consider evidence to that effect that I saw prior of conspiracy. Prior to my departure, I don't recall intelligence or evidence to that effect. Once again, someone who often would say things when they're not under oath. Are you catching on to the pattern? The Obama bot gang decided they would smear President Trump, General Flynn, anybody in in the Trump orbit, in the media, but when under oath, they would tell the truth. Ben Rhodes to the House Intelligence Committee. Quote, I wouldn't have received any information of any criminal or counterintelligence investigations into what the Trump campaign was doing, so I would not have seen that information. I saw indications of potential coordination, but I did not see, you know, the specific evidence of the actions of the Trump campaign. Again, nothing there. Loretta Lynch, quote, I can't say that it existed or not. So if you can't say it did... Then it didn't. Andrew McCabe, we have not been able to prove the accuracy of all the information. Then he was pressed. So it's your best guess? You don't know if it's true or not? Mr. McCabe, that's correct. Susan Rice on Obama administration in Flynn. President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled by the intelligence and law enforcement communities by the book. Now, she wrote that to herself on January 20th, 2017, just a few hours before President Trump became the President of the United States. Have you ever heard of the CYA theory? Cover your assets? 
Only the last word is a little different. Three-letter word, ass. That is so transparent. And, of course, Joe Biden, days before he was never going to be in office again for the rest of his life, he's unmasking. The truth, and I knew it was going to take, I said it to you, that it was all going to start to come together starting around six months before the election to right up until the election. The truth is finally going to come out. But look what they got away with for almost four years. Lie in public, tell the truth under oath. Fox News commentary. Michael Flynn and the unmasking controversy. More next. The big media is at war with President Trump. Now, Newsmax TV reveals the media's dangerous agenda. Watch Newsmax TV and see shows with Chris Salcedo, Sean Spicer, and Greg Kelly as they expose the fake news. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable channel on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Optimum, Cox, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, CenturyLink, and more. Just check your channel guide. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV, so watch it today. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence recently released a list of Obama-era officials who received information resulting from the so-called unmasking of General Michael Flynn, President Trump's first national security advisor. The list includes Joe Biden, White House Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough, and several familiar names, Clapper, Brennan, Comey. Who specifically made these unmasking requests? Why were the requests made? These are some of the questions that remain unanswered. But as we learn more about the previous administration's pursuit of of Team Trump based on the assumption that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government, of which the Mueller report found no evidence, we're discovering more abuses and problematic behavior. Congress should put some of these officials under oath, and most importantly, John Durham, who's investigating this entire matter, must have access to every shred of relevant evidence. The American people deserve answers and closure. That's your Fox News commentary. Day. From the world for the latest... Listen for the